You are off the edge with Matt and Zach. No cue this week, but we do have our good friends Darren and Carrie Scott, as well as EOE guitar player Daryl Rocky. And today we're talking about homesteading, which uh, is of great interest to, I think, all of us here to one degree or another, which may seem a little... um, maybe off the beaten path from what we have been talking about with a lot of uh, musical guests and stuff, but uh, there definitely is a lot of creativity and problem solving that goes into homesteading. And, uh, you know, we're here to find out more about it with uh, our good friends here. So how about we start with you, Darren? Why don't you um, kind of tell us what what is homesteading and like what kind of got you interested in it? Well, homesteading is basically um, a lifestyle of self-sufficiency um we just uh want to be less dependent upon uh government on grocery stores on having to go anywhere to get our food so we do um we do meat um uh rabbit squirrels deer we uh process cattle um we do a lot of gardening. Um, we have some food forest, and we just wanted to uh, be a little more self-sustainable. Stick it to the man. That's right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I uh-huh. think I think I can vouch for all of us. We could say we really appreciate DIY for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and especially right now, I think that we, with the coronavirus and all the stuff going on, we kind of realize how vulnerable we can be when you know supply chains get shut down absolutely um, you know yeah. so it, it's carrie and i were just talking about that tonight about how it's going to get in the fall and how we perhaps ought to uh be ready um maybe start preparing flowers um oats um other things yeah, so, so, Th- things that uh, like dried goods or, yeah, or canned that, goods that might be able to last. That may be hard to get to. Sure. Uh, yeah, come this fall if if it sells out at the grocery stores and whatnot, and you can't get a hold of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. out, of, out of everything, it was toilet paper. Well, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> right? ever figured that out, have they? You know, two weeks, two weeks before this all happened and everybody went crazy for the toilet paper, Colby, he's my youngest son. He came home. We sent him to the grocery store to pick up the toilet paper. And he got like the 18-roll the pack of the jumbo rolls, you know, the ones that you can get them on on the holder, but they rub against the wall. They won't, you know, so every sheet breaks off because it – Yeah. Anyway, uh, a week and a half ago, we had to buy more toilet paper. Ah, ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you guys did an excellent job of preparing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was just because Uh, he got the wrong thing, but hey, it uh, worked. uh, I've actually started a crop of uh, toilet toilet paper. paper. Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, it's about to come in. (laughs) I'm gonna be rich. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah. Look, Carrie, how about you? Um, is this is this something that you've been interested in a long time, or is or is it uh, you get pulled in? Yeah, no, um, probably more accidental for me. Um, and it's because um, 
I homeschool. And so this just naturally was something that the kids and I got involved in helping. And then, of course, I, you know, want to try to get rid of as many chemicals in our house as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, helps with that, too. Well, that's awesome, though, that, that you got the kids involved because then, boom, you know, that's that's some that's a life skill. Basically. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, please tell us about because I go to the farmer's market. I don't go. I'm usually working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, my wife goes to the farmer's market every week and uh, invariably sees your daughters there and, and gets at least a, f- a few items from them. And we're always super impressed by them and in extension by you, uh, you know, fostering this in your children. So by Carrie. Well, okay. yeah, oh, sure, sure, uh-huh. sure. I meant, well, I meant the collective you, oh, the, the okay. royal you. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, um, take, I'll take yeah. a little credit. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. But uh, so, um, what what kind of uh, hand do they have in the in the preparation and, and the selling and stuff? Could you run us through kind of the process of that? Because I, I I'm really impressed by it. Well, they um, just naturally have to help because there's so much work to do. So Mm -hmm. um, they help us with the garden. And then whatever extra produce that we don't utilize for the week, we'll take to the farmer's market. But then an extension of that, they also are interested in earning some money and learning some skills. So uh, they're learning to problem solve and um, do some baking and then meeting the needs of the customers and interacting with them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, that brings in money management sure too yeah it's like you're hitting hitting all the areas and so all the areas that they don't teach right right yeah Yeah. and just carrie has them do all their shopping all their um they go over the ingredients they'll need they they make their own grocery list they write it down and they go shopping and with their own money with their own money they pay for it and uh you know, they they just know that expenses come out of uh, gross income. So yeah, that's yeah, great. and then yeah. and then one of my daughters is more interested in doing some body products, so she does bath salts, mm-hmm. lotion bars, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Also, that's really yeah. cool. It is. It's, it seems like something I'm always preaching to my daughter is that you know, um, with every with every bit of freedom comes an equal uh, proportion of responsibility. You know, and I think that um, you're not just talking about it. <laughs> you are, yeah. you know, it, it's just ingrained in, in every step of the process that you're doing. So I just, right. when I when I heard you talk about that the first time, um, that really blew me away. I was yeah. like, man, that's so smart. And everything they do at the farmer market has to be uh, uh, homemade or grown on your own farm. You mm-hmm. can't go out and buy right. anything from anybody or right or, or doing that it has to be uh done yourself so the the girls make their own stuff they look up the recipes they have their own molds they do, they do it all their own yeah that's really cool yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you know it, it's, it's funny uh obviously my kids it went to to public school and stuff like that but one thing that and i i've talked to to them about it too one thing that that i've noticed is so one, I'm the youngest kid, so I'm I'm spoiled anyway. Um, but I also got an allowance we, we and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, I'm the youngest too, but by five minutes, I have a twin yeah. brother, so I well, get the same thing. Don't you feel sorry for his parents? Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> no. Um, 
I got an allowance and, and stuff like that, and I hated chores and everything like that. And my kids hate chores and stuff like that. They don't get an allowance. Never did. Uh, and so, you know, it was always a fight to, to get their chores done, do stuff like that. As soon as they could get a job, though, they bust their ass at the job because they're getting paid. You know? mm-hmm. So having to do chores and not getting paid, I think, I think made them appreciate paid for work. Sure. Um, because both of them do great at work. They're still pains in the ass when we need chores done, but. And the other thing on that is like, you know, um, you, you know, you don't expect payment from family. It's like, you, yeah. you know, you, you help family, like, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. family helps you and you help family. Yeah. You know, we do, we do give our kids small allowance, small well, but I mean, I feel like that's important though, because they need to learn tithing and they need to learn saving and they sure. need to learn spending. Sure. They don't get much, but yeah. it gives them the opportunity to practice allocating those funds while they're still in our home instead of getting well, out on their own and then makes a lot of sense. you know, yeah. boom, being confused by all that. Yeah, but every, everything else that that you're talking about, having them having them work, but then seeing the fruits of their labors and stuff like that. Right. You know, when you're taking out the trash, you don't really see the fruit of your labor there. So uh, given an allowance for that, for something that needs to be done, as opposed to, uh, you know, like Colby's working at Dollar General. So some service related, some service yeah. in- industry type of thing. Yeah. And some things they need to do just because yeah. they're part of the family. Yeah. Some well, you can't be paid for. Plus you can't not like water your chickens in the middle of summer, they'll die. Right. So, like, these things are important for them to know. Right. This is not optional. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking notes on chicken? I was, saying, I was about to say, so tell me more about that. So, <laughs> we, we just got chickens um, uh, back in the spring, and um, we they haven't laid yet. Um, we built our um, build a tractor. You're, g- uh, you're going to be in the money uh, uh, soon. They'll, they'll start laying soon. Good. <laughs> and, and first year, Poults. They'll lay uh, through winter time, so you'll get eggs all through winter, and this will be the only time uh, that you'll get eggs all through winter. Well, you get a few, but you'll get a lot. How they'll, many chickens did you get? Eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So you um, get seven or eight eggs a day, every day, all winter. Oh, all, okay. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'd say six. To, yeah, five, <laughs> six to eight. Yeah. So once they mature, they don't lay in the winter, though. Right. Not after the after the first winter. They'll lay, but it's all based on um, how much light they get in the daytime. So they'll lay eggs consistently as there's more sunlight. But as the light decreases in the fall into the winter, um, they'll they'll quit laying quite as much eggs. Put them in a tanning bed. Yeah, unless you put a light on them. (laughs) Hey, hey, tanning bed. Some people can. Supposedly, chickens have, uh, when they're born have all the eggs in them um, that they're going to make. So if you nat- let nature do its course and they're going to uh, take some time off in the fall and winter and not lay, but if you put a light in there, they'll keep laying consistently. Okay. So, but, but they're not going to lay as long, you know, as, as for as many years. Right. They're right. right. So and, they're right and when they get three or four, they'll start <laughs> – uh, their egg production gradually goes down. So it, now if you put the light on them, they, it'll go down uh, sooner. So you have to replace your, your flock sooner. Uh-huh. Or, or as some people do, get attached to their chickens and 
and just have pets because they didn't done land, which we're not going to do. We'll, we'll make uh, chicken yeah, noodles no. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, my wife's talked about getting some meat chickens also. And so, but, you know, I got a feeling that these could become meat chickens if uh, if they don't produce. We've been telling them, pay up rent. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah. what's what's this about not watering in the summertime then? What what do you mean? She was just being facetious. Oh, okay. Like, they have to be responsible. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't not like, water really? your chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't yeah. sound right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, we've talked about getting meat chickens, and I think we will. Um, we've actually made a... Uh, what do you call that? A chicken tractor. A chicken yeah. chicken tractor. Yeah. Yeah. We just made it out of cattle panels. Chicken tractor, which is movable, mm-hmm. which you can put your chickens in. It's got hardware cloth on the outside of it that you can move around. But we haven't done it yet. But I think we're going to try to get some meat chickens this fall. Yeah. Cornish cross, supposedly the uh, best meat chicken you can get. Um, I've done a little research on it. Um, from chick to ready is about, uh, I think it's uh, six, seven weeks. So you can go from a little chick to uh, ready to butcher. That's fast. Yeah, very yeah. fast. Faster yeah. than like our our layers, mm-hmm. which there's some chickens that are uh, uh, considered just meat chickens, and then there's some that are just... Dual uh, purpose. Yeah, dual purpose chickens. Yeah, which you could do either one. You can, but as older they get... Um, the tougher they'll get. So we'll, right. we'll, yeah, we'll just use those for like doodles. Soups and stew. Yeah. You can put it in like Instapot. Yeah. yeah. Put them in Instapot. Yeah. yeah. Throw them in a crock pot. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Cook them slow. Slow and low. Supposed to tenderize. Yeah. The older yeah. Slow and just pull low. Them apart that is the tempo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, that's beastie boys. I, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 uh, Cheers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Daryl, what has uh, got you kind of uh, interested in the whole homesteading thing and getting chickens and all this? How'd you get into it? <clears throat> well, I'm not officially into it, but but we're working on it by proxy. And, and yeah, and as as I was saying before we got started, uh, I was involuntarily uh, um, interested. Um, and and but I, I've always actually um, I've I've been interested in doing something like this for a while. Um, um, long story short, um, we. Uh, um, always thought that um, our in-laws, we always thought we'd like to buy their home and they have about five acres. And um, when the opportunity arose, um, we went ahead with it. And um, I, I always wanted to have, you know, some cows or, or something. I was like, we got all this land. We can't just, I want to just sit there, you know, and mm-hmm. do something with it. So, um, so now we got some chickens. Uh, I'm in the process of building a barn, um, getting my barbed wire fence up. Excuse me, I ain't moving too fast on it, but um, takes time. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and you know we don't we're not set up for it yet, but we're we're in the process of it. And um, right now we have uh, um, eight chickens. Um, six are I can't remember the breed. Buff. Oh yeah, Buff Orpington. Yeah, Orpington. Buff. Yeah, yeah. and uh, two production reds. So um, my wife, uh, she's uh, she got laid off from her job in January. And um, she just started watching a bunch of YouTube videos and a bunch of people that are doing this for a living and and successful with yeah. it. And and um, and you know um, she really wants to get into us having raw milk, and so that was that's part of the motivation also. So um, you could and, do goats. We do. We have goats, milking yeah, goats. Yeah. Um. She she keeps talking about it, and you know my uh city my inner city boys like uh 
All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I will try it. Um, yeah. She brought home. Uh, she went to uh, Kansas City to visit her sister um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, they stopped at a, um, a farm um, on the, along the way, and they, she brought back some raw milk. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best ever!" For, uh, cow milk, good. yeah, cow yeah. milk, okay. yeah. Uh, might have been Jersey cow. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just great. I was just like, wow, why can't we have this all the time? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess, you know, there's people around here that really want it. They, they, they want it. Do you, do you guys sell some of your wares other than the farmer's market? I mean, some of your goods and things. We, we haven't sold any goat's milk, um, just primarily because you can't advertise it. And, yeah. Uh, well, Dang I heard it. they changed the law on that. I heard. Really? Yeah. I, I heard that the other day, too. Yeah. I heard the, that the other day, too. So now now yeah. you can actually let people know, hey, I got some raw milk. You want to yeah. come get some? Yeah. So Before, I knew the the law was that you could only advertise on your farm, like you could put up a sign, but you couldn't uh, advertise on Facebook or anything like that. Right. So they did change that? I, don't quote me on that. Okay, but, but yeah, I'm not sure either. That was I, I think this. I think all this quarantine stuff has really kind of pushed people backwards as far as you know, oh, probably like right. being uh, able to things up yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'd say forward. Well, yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but backwards in time, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, to to a simpler time. That just seems like a ridiculous law to me. So, yeah, yeah, and you know, I know uh, they're, you know. They they can have farmers say, hey, you know, if you let this sit for too long, it's not going to be safe to drink. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's with any milk. You let your milk sit on the counter, it's not going to be safe to drink. So Right. Yeah. And, and the key to that, like most uh, foraging or, or harvesting, is time. Just like uh, animals, you want to get the uh, guts out of them fast. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. get them cool fast. Uh, vegetables, you want to get in and processed fairly quickly. I worked. I'm sorry to interrupt. I worked at a butcher shop for about a year, years ago, and so you guys say you process your own beef on 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 your land. We don't. We have a friend that that Zach and I both work with. Mm-hmm. That he he's been taught how to um, butcher, mm-hmm. and uh, we've gone over there and and uh, we've done. Uh, Beef and and hogs with them just mm-hmm. for ourselves though just for ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. not selling I just yeah. I think that would be a tough job to do in in an, in an outside environment um, it's actually fun I've, really yeah. I've done deer but I've never done a he, cow or he, a pig he he, yeah. actu- he actually this friend has a, a cooler that he got from a convenience store in in town uh-huh. it went out of business so he he put this cooler inside of his barn. So it's in full, a fully encased cooler that he can keep at whatever temperature he wants. And so he can butcher, uh, skin gut an animal, hang the animal in the cooler for whatever time it needs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's got another area of the barn uh, we just pull out. And uh, whenever we're, whenever it's time, we can, we can cut it up. Yeah, that's and then, great. Then, he, then we take it in and the girls, uh, he's got a grinder in the kitchen. We cut up roast or... Or uh, just cut up, cut up burger meat and for for the grind, and it's good to go. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I have another buddy and uh, lives over in Elk City. Who him and his father-in-law, um, they've done deer for probably what years twenty twenty some years. Um, process process deer for people, 
and he's got a cooler in, in his barn. They they quit doing it last year, but they've done it for 20-some years. So he's the one that got me into hunting probably about eight or nine years ago. He was a, a friend of mine that I met in high school. We worked at a gas station together. Uh, we used to go fishing all the time together. And then he finally got me convinced to go hunting. And now I'd rather hunt than fish because it, it's just so so much fun yeah yeah you're with nature just yeah just awesome but uh yeah so he's they've taught me a lot and this guy i work with has taught me a lot yeah now i can't i i could do a deer by myself but as far as getting a a hog or or you know a steer or something uh these guys have the knowledge so i'm a helper that's and I don't lot, mind being helpful. That's a yeah, lot. Of, yeah, that's uh, a lot of weight to get up, get up in the air too. So, yeah. I mean, oh, oh yeah, and, and they'll 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 uh, quarter them out. You know the the bigger stuff, deer. You know you, you can you can uh, any of us could handle you know yeah. a deer, but as far as the steers and hogs, you halves, all of us could handle uh, the the beef. They just do quarters, and we can all handle quarters. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. That's yeah. something I, I've learned because um, a lot uh, like Daryl's wife is really into uh, getting interested in homesteading. My own wife is getting really interested in it. We're looking for, um, we're about to put our house on the market. We're about to get a place. She wants land. So the, all that works out. I may be in Daryl's shoes here very <laughs> yeah. shortly yeah. where we're getting into this too. But um, one thing I've known just from, we, we uh, uh, strive to buy, and we have for several years now, bought, buy all of our meat from local farmers. And um, we found that there is a lot of regulation on processing meat. Um, it's There's a lot of red tape and, and a lot of oversight that adds to the cost and stuff. And I'm not one to say that all regulation is bad, but in this case, it seems like it's really prohibitive. Um, so this is just another instance of where like knowing how to do these things yourself or knowing, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's so beneficial. It's, it's probably a skill that all of our grandpas and our great grandpas, all of them knew how to do, but it's right. just, it's the society's gone from small farm, uh, to big corporations. And, um, it's just a lost art cause nobody, nobody does it. Right. And we get into factory farming and all the, and all this in, industrial farming and stuff. That's we could go on a big rant oh, about yeah. that. I, I think that we're, oh, yeah. we're probably all on the same page as far as that goes. But I think we're going to see see more of a return to you know open farm, you know cattle. And, I think we really need. I think just society needs to be more locally sourced. We need to go farm to table. Yeah. More as as much as possible. That's that's the most sustainable way to do it. The the main and, deal is though is um, when did it start? After World War Two, probably people started moving off of small farms into the cities. It's more of a industrialized right. nation, so people were looking for uh, convenience and people. Sure. So fast, such a fast paced world. Mm. Everybody wants something easy something that's that's convenient and this is not no it's super time consuming this is honestly not easy. To, yes even yeah. if you just have a garden it's, it's very, <clears throat> very rewarding but it's not easy as my wife is watching these homestead videos i walk in i go 
All I see is work. Work. Listen, I was I was born and raised till the age of thirteen in Los Angeles, California. Like I'm not a rural person like at all. I'm like the, I'm like the city kid. So um yeah, that I that was my initial reaction too. But uh over the last several years we've been like locally sourcing. We haven't been doing it ourselves, but we've been getting uh, farm direct as much as possible and the quality that's what is, I was just, is say. just yeah. so it's above and beyond yeah like yeah. I, I mean she made me a believer in it you know plus uh, the peace of mind of not having uh all the antibiotics in your meat exactly and all the chemicals on your vegetables right is just worth a lot when yeah. your kids they're not going to sit on video games because there's too much work to do ah. and they're you know you yeah. got to get the whole family yeah. involved in helping. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'll, I'll never forget uh, the a long time ago, uh, split half a beef with my dad. It's the first time we'd ever done it outside of, you know, going to the grocery store and getting it. <laughs> and I'll never forget the, the first time I uh, fried up some hamburgers. First off, you open the package and the meat's red. It's not pink <laughs> yeah. like at the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. But you season it and you throw in burger patties. And it smells like smells like you're cooking a steak. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's lots of tricks. They, they it's hard to go back. You oh know? yeah. And there's lots of tricks that grocery stores do to keep that red color. Yeah. And they can even bring that red color back. Yeah, most of it's just right. pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. pink isn't bad. It's the gray that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, how long do you guys normally let your your beefs hang? Uh, I think uh, the guy that we do beef with usually uh, seven to ten days. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've listened to and done some research. It's it's all based on rigor mortis. Um, after rigor mortis sets in, um, meat just starts getting tender after rigor mortis. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there's a certain time. Uh, to let it get tender to to spoilage, but it just gets tender. That's that's why if you were to go, and I just listened to a podcast the other day about this. Uh, guys, just they go hunting and then they, um, you know, they shoot a deer and they pull out that uh, backstrap. They want to eat that backstrap and they grill that backstrap right away. They mm-hmm. put it on the fire as soon as they get it out, and that's uh. Uh, as this podcast said, not the best eating experience because it's tough mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. animal hasn't gone through rigor mortis and and gone through the tenderization mm-hmm. of the meat after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were some uh, there were some folks when I worked there they wanted their their beeves to hang for three weeks. Yeah, and my boss would be so mad. He goes, "They're going to start to mold." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's I had a buddy that uh, he had had one customer, the one that. Uh, him and his father-in-law did meet. Uh, he had one guy that wanted the, the deer to hang for several weeks, two to three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they got deer coming they're, in. Yeah, they're not trying to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was their requirement. But Which I uh, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, freaking half the world is, I guess. But uh, he had a, a chef on there that was all about aged beef. And he's, like, you know, talking about, you know, the the room that he'd aged in, you know, it was all about kind of this, uh, like a biome almost, like because there's certain fung- fungus in the room and 
the air circulation had to be this certain way and take the dimensions of the room and you just like calculate how enough time for it and it would grow a, a, like kind of a crust on it. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah, then, and I think that comes from, if I remember right, that, uh, there's a, uh, uh, wet aging process and a dry aging process. And mm-hmm. a lot of them gets the crust on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I found that really interesting. Like, I guess I try it. Yeah, but it sounds a little, a little and, weird and, to me. And, but and, I, you know, I try it. And you know, there's, there's a I can't, I can't remember. It's pressed, pressed meat. It's a, and it, it was, it was Turkish, uh, and they still make it, but it is not cooked. It, it's pressed to push all the fluids oh, out wow. and slow dried over time, and it's not cooked. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah, and, and they do it with beef. What they do is they they sprinkle some Turkish hashish. On there, and then, <laughs> then, you, then you don't care. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I thought that thought that was. Uh, but I mean, there, you think about it. Uh, you know, beef jerky is not cooked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dried, but right. it's not cooked. So uh, it's just the way they prepare. They wrap it, press it, and I can't remember what the wrappings were. They mummify it. That's mummified. Uh, pretty cow. Much. I mean, that's the region, after all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, you cut into it, and it, you know it's 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 like a dark wine red, you know. Mm. So I mean, it's dried, but it still retains, I guess, all the flavor. I don't. I Interesting. Don't yeah, yeah. And I'd, I, I'd be real real scared to do something like that, you know. But yeah, like the first guy yeah. that did that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that aging process, from the way I understand it, is it just uh, you can preserve meat in many different ways but that aging process just brings out different flavors in the meat right you know so yeah i think it's all a matter of preference like we're saying some people want it want it aged a little longer yeah some people like it right away black mold black mold's bad i've heard black mold's bad (laughs) the toxic mold but some molds you know they they scrape up right yeah well and i mean you got some mushrooms are fine to eat some are not oh yeah yeah. some are fun but (laughs) um, (laughs) i'll take your word for it i don't know but that's what they tell me that's the that's that uh mushroom that they put on all the kids books the mushroom that's uh Red with white dots. Yeah, that's, that's a psilocybin. I know. Yeah. How many yeah. of muscaria? Oh, oh, yeah. That's a psychedelic mushroom. Yeah, it's it's the one they put on all the kids' books. That's what Karen and I talk about. That we don't know why they pick that mushroom. <laughs> it's a pretty mushroom. <laughs> why not a morel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of people say. I mean, I, uh, subliminal I, messages. I could go down a rabbit hole, but a lot of people think that. Um. That had a significant, that particular mushroom, Amanita muscaria, uh, had a particular uh, role to play in like um, religious rites and stuff and, and kind of developed the uh, way that uh, different religions kind of evolved through the ages. I, I Some people e- even like uh, ascribe like a, a, us coming to consciousness as the mind expanding powers of these things. I, I don't know. <laughs> But I think yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Sure, sure, you don't know. I don't. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not. Yeah, but but uh, but they they definitely like people take uh, psychoactive substances like that and and describe it as having a like a um, religious like uh, uh, transcendent experience. So it's not too far fetched that um, I don't know. I've, I think that it's really interesting. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, we've kind of gone far afield, and I apologize. I've read but, about. Uh, somebody that took a uh, uh, mushroom, I don't know how it 
it's if, if it's just ingested or what, but they, this person just uh, walked around a tree for hours and hours and hours talking to themselves. And I guess when... Secrets of the universe the, right the there. Secrets of the universe, yeah. yeah I don't talking know. to God. Uh, yeah. You know, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think I think it was on on Rogan. Um, he he's into into psychedelics a lot, so he has different scientific guests and different just users um, or explorers. Intro knots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was talking about uh, I think it was psilocybin um, in Washington State. It's it's like the lar- largest organism on the planet because it's all connected and it's like over 30, 40 oh, acres. Yeah. I don't think that was necessarily a psychoactive kind of mushroom. It may it have just was, been just some kind of fungus. Yeah, yeah that, fungus in general. That right, was, that so was it was like so a, a super organism. Right. That's what they say, yeah. though, yeah. that that's how I've heard of that. of Mushrooms, the mycelium under right. the ground yeah it covers acres yeah, yeah. And, and it all all talks yeah. talks to each other so you yeah. know a mile away this one gets exposed to some particular toxin the rest of it adapts you That's know over neat. over all of that yeah yeah you know? life is amazing mushrooms are known for they use mushrooms on like uh spills because they're great on absorbing stuff mm-hmm. I, i've read about you know like just uh like a morel, um, apple orchards are great places. Old apple orchards are great places to find morel mushrooms. Um, so, um, also, uh, they used to spray, uh, um, herbicides, pesticides in these orchards and these mushrooms absorb them. So they've, uh, scientists have found and doctors that people that forage morels, at these old places are dying of cancer from, oh, uh, you know, man. because, uh, cause they absorb that. Yeah. They absorb it and they adapt to it. Yeah. So right. it doesn't kill them. No. Yeah. No. But yeah. that's interesting. Cause that's almost like nature's way of like cleansing the, absolutely the environment. Yeah. Which that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then you go out and eat it and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Well, we're paying, it's like you poisoned, <laughs> you poisoned the place. Yeah. Now we're getting you payback. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. All I know is that when Mario Mario eats the mushroom, he grows twice his size. That freaks me out. It probably happens to a lot of people that eat mushrooms. <laughs> do you got do you any of you guys forage mushrooms? No. Um up until uh probably this last year I despised mushrooms. Um and I've I've started migrating over to okay, I'll eat them with this stuff, you know. Um Mushrooms have never been a thing. I'm really and the I same always, way, honestly. I always hear great things about morel mushrooms, but I've never tried them. Yeah. Okay. I am the worst mushroom hunter on the face of the earth. <laughs> you, you're, you're the guy that steps on them, right? Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, well, I can't find uh, anything. I, well, you, that's because you stepped on them all. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I know, and I, I've done some research, I know you need to take a netted bag and you know, put them in there. That way, you've spread the spores. Right. And um, I've just—I haven't gone out enough, though. You know, they say if you want to win, you got to play. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I, I don't—that—that's—that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things too is forage mushrooms. We we forage uh, morels, uh, hen of the woods, oyster mushrooms, mm-hmm. chicken of the woods. What else do we do? Chanterelles. Yeah. 
chanterelles probably come up here in a little bit. They're a summer mushroom. Um, the, yeah, and, and each mushroom favors a certain environment, a certain tree, uh, host, you know. So um, there, there, there are so many good edible mushrooms, and and the, the people, most people are just only concerned about a morel mushroom because that's what they heard of, and that's what everybody talks about, right. and mm-hmm. that's what they go for. Um, but you know, there's mushrooms. That's a, an April, possibly early May. We found them in early May. Usually it's too hot. It gets too dry by then. And so, but there's also chanterelles. They come up well in between a morel and a chanterelle chicken in the woods. Then about now, uh, chanterelles come up this fall. Hen of the woods comes up oyster mushrooms. They fruit. Uh, twice a year, you could go out and you could find them about the same time as morels. And you can also, I've also picked uh, oyster mushrooms with snowflakes in December. So they fruit wow. twice a year. Nice. So, yeah, it's just edible mushrooms. And uh, that's part of what we do on, on our little homestead. We forage them, we preserve them, we freeze them. You know, we've got, we've got, We've got five freezers, and one of our freezers is just devoted to preserved mushrooms. Wow. That, wow. That we eat through the year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It, mushroom hunting is like uh, fishing on dry land. Almost mm-hmm. as fun as going fishing. If you're a fisherman, you love it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends that do go out and hunt, and um, yeah. um, they ain't trying to give up their honey holes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's, that's the old saying is. A uh, uh, man and a wife, and sometimes they don't tell where their morel spot is in case they get divorced. <laughs> they, they don't want the, the other one to get it, you know. I guess uh, I need to try them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've gone out by uh, the walk-in at Big Hill, the walk-in hunting area and stuff. And Oh, yeah. But I've never. Um, but I'm glad we're recording this. I'm going to go back and check out all those, stu- all those mushroom uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to say brands. If if um, you if you if types of mushrooms, yeah, you just you know you just got. I just kind of self taught, and and I've got uh, through the state where I can uh, um, I can sell mushrooms. How many? Yeah, you're certified. Four or five different kinds. Yeah, so. You, know, you just have to not that we want to sell to know no <laughs> be able to identify them properly. Identify properly. Yeah. yeah, supposedly you're supposed <clears throat> to be certified to be able to sell mushrooms like on facebook or mm-hmm. you yeah. know if you go to a farmer's market to sell mushrooms you you're supposed to have a, a certification well again if you get the wrong one that could be fatal so absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know all of them via well all of them have some that look like it but once you uh really start foraging you're going to be able to tell like a chanterelle uh there's a mushroom that kind of looks like chanterelle but there's five you know, more than five different things where you can tell there's a jack-o'-lantern mushroom that kind of looks like a chanterelle mushroom. The jack-o'-lantern mushroom will make you vomit and sit on the toilet for days. Now, Ooh. now this one, the chanterelle will be... Don't get on know, Darren's very, bad side, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, or I'll just feed you a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> mushroom. Uh, but, you know, once you get into it and you start foraging, you know, once you get your feet feet in the forest, it's, it's, you'll learn it. Easy to tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Trick or treat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and supposedly they glow in the dark. The 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 nasty one, the jack lantern. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Kind of glows in the dark. Yeah. So you yeah. say that like maybe hunting now, but fishing, doing mushrooms is probably your favorite. 
great favorite thing about probably hunting and foraging yeah yeah, yeah. right on yeah foraging he's yeah. not doing mushrooms no no that, yeah <laughs> uh-huh. i'm sorry i need to be more precise with my language i apologize uh-huh yeah that's right yeah i tried to get carrie come forage with me but she doesn't like mushroom hunting see i was trying to get you to agree to that so i could just make a clip of that and just spread it around <laughs> like, doing oh, mushrooms. You like to do mushrooms uh-huh. Uh-huh. um but carrie how how much land do you guys have that well we have 15 acres although we don't really utilize it all um what do we use maybe four or five we probably have five acres up front yeah. and probably um probably three we bought a place probably three years ago yeah and this was an old farmhouse that had been rented out and this place had mainly had uh goats um miniature ponies all that kind of stuff and it was just just way over grazed so this place was a nightmare when we bought it yeah 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 essentially yeah yeah kind of from the house to the barn it was hard to see the barn through all the weeds which is wow which is the way it works once you get you get you eat pasture down then it gets depleted of phosphorus and you just get tons of weeds right weeds because all ground wants covered um garden that's why you get weeds all ground wants covered just because that's yeah good for the ground so we don't have any animals on the back although we can use it to hunt which is great because then it's yeah, right out yeah. the back door it's actually, so it's yeah. easily accessible for us to get back there it's actually a natural pathway because we have uh the rivers behind us um we have uh crops on one side we have kind of a um some cover oh yeah yeah where they can like the deer sleep yeah Yeah. perfect yeah 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 Yeah. so it's a good place to sit back there and hunt yeah because it's just a corridor they just go in between food food and uh bedding so yeah yeah so we're good do you bow or rifle or both um i've done a little bit of right uh bow but i've never got a deer with uh with a bow i've hunted a couple years with it it's tough yeah yeah i don't have the patience and i don't have the time (laughs) So, you know, that, that, that 243 shell reaches mm. a lot farther. Yes, it that, does. Than that arrow. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, that, uh-huh. and, and you don't, you're less likely to have to worry about maiming an animal with, right. the, with the rifle. You are. Yeah. You are. Yes. <laughs> it goes yeah. a little faster, a little more right. accurate. For, yeah. all, for all you bleeding hearts out there, it's like we, we all want to be uh, ethical. as humane, as ethical as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, those good bow hunters. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. 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 They make good ethical shots. I yeah, know, I know sure. a lot of bow hunters, but yeah, I know I'd it, mess it up. So yeah, well, there's <laughs> lots of lots of room. I mean, you have to get so close to a deer bow hunting, right? You know, whereas with a rifle, you know, you right. can be a hundred, two hundred yards away mm-hmm. and oh. still get them. Yeah. Plus, I can't. I'm partially. I have hard time seeing greens and and reds, so I don't like to. Um, track deer after they've been shot blood trail so it's just easier with a rifle yeah but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i don't have to call people right They're coming help me uh, <laughs> i can't see it <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I, i've killed deer before and i can't see the blood on the red on the ground so yeah i call people and they go it's right there it's right there Elliot's going that way. There, can't you see? <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so, have you guys moved to like like solar power, or, or are you still? 
We haven't. No so, solar power. Still paying the man. Paying the man. Paying the man. Yep. Yep. Electric, gas. Yeah. Yep. 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 So you said you, you work with Zach. Yes. So so you have a job also or? No longer. No. Okay. I'm I'm a registered nurse mm-hmm. and um, I've been homeschooling my girls now. We just completed our sixth year. So I no longer work she's outside still the working. home. Yeah. yeah she's, she's, she's still working. working. Not, yeah. Yeah. not outside the home. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. She's probably working yeah. harder now. Yeah. Yeah. Longer days. So that's what we're all going to say. Yeah. She's working hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and you got to go home with her. I know. Yeah. I know. Smart man there. I, I need another beer so it won't hurt as bad when she hits me. Please. Uh, uh, so, um, well, we talked a little bit about your girls being at the farmer's market and stuff. But so, you, Darren, you work full time outside the home. And uh, Carrie, you are working with your daughters that takes up a lot of time i'm sure and then also with the gardening and and doing all all of that stuff um like one two questions for you okay one do you guys supplement your income with uh the things on the farm or is it just strictly to uh or it's not farm i'm sorry but your homestead um do you supplement your income or are you just doing that for your own sustainability and then two how do you find the time between homeschooling your girls and then Darren, you working a full-time job and then getting all these things done. Like, how do you manage that? Go ahead and handle the Okay. Um, no, we, we basically just do it for sustainability for ourselves. And then if we have anything extra, then um, we'll sell that or give it away, yeah. uh, you know, either one. Um, it would be nice to um, supplement our income a little bit, but we don't really have a large enough production to supplement it a lot. And is that something you're trying you're trying to build toward, or is that or are you just kind of happy? You just well, honest. We've, we've uh, talked about it. I probably think about it more than she does hmm. about um, more um, le- the greens and stuff of maybe visiting more than one farmers market and whatnot. Right. The only thing we can really sell, you can't sell. Uh, game meat and you can't sell fish uh we share it we give it away to to people but you can't sell that um probably the only thing we sell is we sell eggs because we sell more eggs that we don't have eggs to eat and we have lots of chicken <laughs> so we sell eggs and we sell uh, extra, Our garden. extra garden. I, I generally get some eggs yeah. for you from yeah, time exactly. to time so that's exactly one of my buyers and i really appreciate it <laughs> they're really good yeah I think the key is, though, just for sustainability to as much production as we can do at home that we don't have to buy any, you know, the less we buy at the store, to me, the better. And so neither one of us likes to shop at Walmart. So uh, here, here, uh, so say we all. (laughs) It goes around the table. Even part of of homesteading and being self-sufficient is spending less time at Walmart because we we need a few things. That would be the goal. Yeah. And, and plus, it's yes. just if you're yeah. putting up food yeah. for a, a whole year. I mean, if we're going to go grow green beans or tomatoes, we're not doing it to eat in the summer. We're trying to produce enough to can yes. so that we don't have to buy that all year long. Yeah. So tell, so that takes a lot tell of them, product. Tell, why don't you tell them what, what all you can? Well, it, it beets, green beans, salsa, spaghetti sauce, uh, pickles. Yeah, and then we, you know, we put up things at two in the freezer. So corn, squash, 
Yeah. All all con- all uh, number of things. You can freeze kale and put that in smoothies. We, we berries. Have a, we have a small farmhouse, but we have an area devoted just for a pantry for canned goods. And then we also we won't tell you how many freezers we have. We have a freezer just devoted for vegetables. We have a mushroom freezer, a vegetable freezer. We have a deer freezer. We have a fish freezer, and we have an extra goat milk freezer. Yeah. You need like a freezer okay. for every every phylum, every kingdom, <laughs> yeah. rather. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, so what vegetables? I, I what vegetables are good to freeze? What vegetables are bad to freeze? Yeah, I don't like frozen green beans. Good I question. prefer to. That's good. Yeah. yeah, can those green beans? You can uh, tomato products. She cans. Yeah. Now. Tomatoes. Now, they'll shrink away from the skin, won't they? Tomatoes, if you yeah, freeze, if you freeze them. But that's, yeah. that's a good way to do them when you're busy in the summertime, and then you can can tomatoes when it's cooler, and you don't have to heat up your kitchen. And you don't have just, to peel them. Like in November. squeeze yeah. them out. Yeah. Just, just throw them in a pillowcase. I don't know why a pillowcase. That's what everybody says. All the old-timers say, throw them in a pillowcase. So we'll pick red tomatoes. Works great. Just throw them in a pillowcase. Well, a pillowcase full of tomatoes in a freezer, and then you just bring them out of the freezer. And once they start to thaw, that skin comes right off, so you don't have to boil mm-hmm. that tomato. Oh. And it's thirty outside, and it feels great to heat up your kitchen. Yeah, right. Then you yeah. can yeah. save a little bit on the. Yeah, yeah, you can heat up your kitchen. Mm-hmm. But you do spaghetti and salsa. What What else do you do with tomatoes? You just can sometimes just tomatoes. right for chili or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So canning, you probably do beans, tomato products. She's done pickled okra. Oh yeah, okra what beets. Else? Lots of dill pickles. Yeah. Sweet pickles. What else is in the jars? We've done carp, yes. We've canned carp. Wow. It's pretty good, actually. Really? Carp patties. It's good. You, you cook it and then pickle it, or? No, just... Just, uh, just pickle it. We just... Uh, just pressure cook it. Pressure cook oh, it. And okay. they make patties with it. Oh, okay. Pressure cook it mm-hmm. for, for meat, just like in the same uh, pressure cooker she used for vegetables. Except mm. meat's got to cook a long time. Mm-hmm. Carp's the only thing we've done. We're... We're very excited to start canning deer meat. We want to can can meat. You can can meat, and that way it'll save it'll save freezer freezer space, and we can sure. just put it in the pantry. Mm-hmm. So, so how how would you preserve the meat in the cans? In is there is there like a salt recipe or something? Or? Yeah, there's yeah. Recipes. You can just yeah. You just get in the ball book, and there's recipes in there, and so you can do it. But you know, you can can all kinds of things, really um, soups and all kinds of things. So instead of having processed food ready to go, you would have homemade canned food. Absolutely, mm-hmm. chili because it's ready. Chili, you can make big batch chili, and you yeah. can chili. And instead of putting it in in your freezer, you can just have the cans in your in your pantry and pop it out. Ready to heat it. So how long does that norm- normally last for? Well. Um, the recommendations were a year, but I think now they're making syllable lids that are actually eighteen months. Mm-hmm. But we go longer than that. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like just like freezer stuff, they recommend anywhere uh, what six months yeah. to a year. But you know, we we've we've had fish that that's been in the bottom of the fish freezer. You know, because we've had it full of fish and and we've ate it. Two, two to three years later, and you, you know you can't tell. I think you just have you to process it properly. That's a that's a main key yeah. right there. Is, is well, the, the processing, and you'll know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you get it thawed out, and you get nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not this one. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we we've never really had a problem. I don't think with meat or vegetables, yeah. have we? No, really. With uh, I had a problem with sausage one time, but 
to be honest with you, I don't. We the the deep freeze got buried in the garage. Okay, and uh, we Brooks gotten into uh, doing these uh, green smoothies <clears throat> to mm. help increase her iron level. We did that for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we bought a whole bunch of frozen fruits and so we had to make we had to pull some stuff out of the freezer and go to the deep freeze so i get in the deep freeze i'm like hey got some bags of sausage in there you know so i pull it out and i'm like it's frozen you know at least try it and uh thought it out and the entire outer shell was gray i'm like sausage is usually that way right you know so I cook it up. It didn't didn't smell bad. It didn't smell quite right, but it didn't smell bad. Took a bite and it tasted like the plastic wrapper. Uh, I'm like, uh, okay, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I threw the rest of it out. But you know, yeah, you don't know until you try. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm opening yeah. up. I'm opening up myself to be made fun of. Okay, that is probably but, um, freezer burn. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. yeah. Burn. To get the to get yeah. the plastic. Yeah, and and, and, and probably and, had I skinned. Maybe the maybe to, to the pink core, right? Probably been okay. And but. see, that plastic wrap is is only supposed to last that stuff you need probably to eat within a year, right? But if you do it like the old timers do, and the paper and yeah, they wrap it in saran wrap and get all the air out, compress mm-hmm. it with that saran wrap, and then use freezer, freezer paper. paper that is backed with kind of a saran like material, so yeah. you have those extra layers of protection. Yeah, when and we shoot, had that, that stuff yeah. will last forever. Yeah, when we had that quarter of beef, um that's that's how it was processed and delivered to us. Yeah. And Yes, absolutely. There yeah. there 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 were a few th- you know, the thing is is when you're used to buying hamburger, you're buying steaks or you're buying roasts, stuff like, you know, the com- when you get like a quarter of a beef or a half of beef, you get cuts that like what is this? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. so so that stuff tends to stay in the freezer for a long time until you know you're down to the last. And you're like, where, where all you, right, let's see uh, what it is. <laughs> you you want to YouTube it and see how how to, how to make this a, rest, a recipe, the mystery meat recipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Which that, that's one thing we learned. Which, um, like I said, we've been uh, locally sourcing our our meat purchases. And um, we got uh, half a hog from a farm not too far from us. I will not uh, say which one. There's no problem with the farm, but the processor that they used gave us everything wrapped in just just wrapped in just paper, just normal ass paper, like and the like the ham, like a lot of it just went bad in the freezer just really quick because it was not wrapped properly as far as like freezer burn yeah like like just it yeah yeah it was i don't know so it was it was it was it was was wrapped like you're gonna take it home it was like if you just got some construction paper and just kind of like just folded it up in it and just Hmm. you know it wasn't great yeah so we learned our lesson on that That, and that's a hard lesson yeah absolutely yeah yeah and, so, and that's that's like a major part of processing is, you know, uh, just like you deer hunt, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you don't take care of that animal as fast as you can, um, you don't get the guts out, you don't process, you don't get cooled down, um, 
your experience um, is going to be, uh, you know, so different. If if you if you take care of that animal, you're going to have a wonderful experience, uh, eating experience versus if you, uh, you know, just like the, everybody says, you you shoot this big buck well bucks are a whole different story but you shoot this deer and you go drive around you show all your buddies and you're driving around for you know for five or six hours well that animal is not going to be taste near as good as an animal that you take care of right away right and process right right away and and you know that's where you know uh, the gaminess gets people get um an off taste Mm -hmm. um and people judge that because people and and bucks are a totally different story because you know uh, tough and old older yeah well yeah. you get a buck and a buck is going through a breeding season that that buck is so stressed out from from it, i mean it doesn't eat as much it doesn't drink as much it's it wants it wants to mate mm-hmm. and that and that's its game plan mm-hmm. so you know it's got a higher stress level so sometimes that it's meat, like a teenage boy <laughs> Absolutely, it, 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 it is exactly like that, and that's what they describe it as. Just like a teenager, you know, all that's got on its mind is sex. just yeah, Party. hormones, hormones, Party. Yeah. hormones. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes uh, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes that deer is not going to taste as good as if you shot a uh, doe, uh, you know, or a younger deer, e- even a button buck or a younger buck. And process that just because of the stress on this deer and the hormones on this deer it's just not going to taste as good mm-hmm. i mean sometimes a big deer will taste fine but it, it affects the quality of the meat the hormones of the deer all affects the quality of the meat and sometimes even even good processing getting that deer taken care of right away and doing everything right you're still going to have a different tasting animal mm-hmm. than, than you yeah. would yeah and and yeah. that's that's cool that the the physiology of the animal you know just the the chemical the the natural hormones just the way they flood the tissues changes the way the animal tastes yeah right yeah but yeah. like you said you know letting them hang past uh, rigor mortis and so then you know is it lactic acid that's um, released. It kind of breaks um, down the I'm tissue not, then, starts to break down the tissue I'm and makes sure, it, yeah. tender, tenderizes it. I know lactic acid is what, you know, if you exercise vigorously and your muscles get stiff, that's right. why. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I need a food science degree instead of a postology degree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, all right. Well, um, but we, yeah, we really is. didn't even get to, into your bona fides. Yeah. Who are um, you? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what kind of background do you have, like education-wise, and uh, coming into this? Um, coming into this, I, I my parents had uh, they had a small little homestead. They had we had chickens when I was a kid, uh, a few cattle, and my parents always raised a big garden. So, and um, we used to go visit my grandparents. I my grandparents were neighbors out in uh, by Cedarville. One was a was mainly income was from uh, he was a hog farmer. The other one was a was a crop farmer. So okay, yeah. So a little bit of experience. I mean, just just dabbled in it, you know, as far as the gardening. Right. Uh-huh. Does 
Because you, you have a degree from K-State, is that right? I, I do. Is, I, does that play into it at all, or is that? Not really. Um, my I do have a degree in animal science from K-State, but um, as far as that was more of a degree if, you know, if I wanted to go work at a. Uh, like a wildlife park or something like that, more, maybe? or More like, oh, I mean, you could, they hired out uh, ag loan officers, commercial feedlots, stuff, oh, okay, yeah. stuff, stuff like that, but. Uh, I, Which contradicts what you're trying to do now, yeah. right? Yeah. Hindsight, yeah. 2020, mm-hmm. biology, or I almost went into, uh, you know, like, well, you know, kind of something where I could get a job at wildlife parks or something like that, biology okay. or something like that. But, I, you know. I think that would be my dream job, just to be a park ranger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you next time it comes ranger open. Ranger Daryl. Because those come o- open way more than you think yeah? in this region. Okay. Yes. Okay, hmm. I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> okay. Because I, yeah, my my mom was sick years ago, and I thought about uh, applying. We talked about it. And I thought about it because there's a job opening <clears throat> around here for that, and I thought about it. But you know, just the benefits where I work, and health insurance where I work, and the time I have at work. You know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna let you know, Daryl. I'm gonna hold you to it. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> well, I, hey, I ain't gonna lie. My job that I work now stresses me out sometimes. Oh. So sometimes I'd like to just be me in the trees. Yeah. But then there's gonna yeah. be some asshole come up and I'm like, hey man, what are you doing? Yeah, you I can't shot be poaching right I, now. I shot, <laughs> I shot this deer. What are you? What are you gonna do about it? Uh, yeah. Drag uh, it over to your. Drag it over to your property. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, it's on my land. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We record, edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I had a, I, I had a question a while ago. Um, how long How long have you guys been doing this? I'm sorry if I missed it. I'm no, just really three years mainly. I mean, okay, three years mainly. Yeah. So when's the last time you walked into a grocery store for groceries? unfortunately yeah. we still do because well, you know, I know there's still some things that you that you probably can't do on your own that you need right. a little bit of help with there's a lot of people so. that are off-grid but we're we're not there we're just taking we're we're more sustainable than most folks yeah. and yeah. and we mm-hmm. we're just trying to learn learn as we go um and just become you know well, just well, like a little I, bit more like yeah. i said watching the videos and then watching these folks do what they do i'm like wow it's, i just i'm in awe of all the all the sweat blood and tears they put into it and it's just amazing and yeah. then i was you know telling my wife i was like how the hell does he have time to edit these videos yeah like <laughs> absolutely yeah like, yeah and then i'm like she's there's got to be helpers there's gotta, <laughs> they've got to yeah. have some hands so that brings so, yeah. me to a question and this is something my wife asked me to ask you okay guys is uh how did you gather up the knowledge to do to do this stuff are you are you like uh daryl said his wife has been watching youtube videos and how to do this and that and this and that is this something that's kind of just been like you talked about your family your grandparents um kind of uh having a hand in homesteading and farming is this something that's kind of handed down or are you looking up not for us, it wasn't handed down, really. I mean, you learned a little bit, but you do tons of research. And I then you, we just trial and error, too. As, as, yeah. far, as far as, like, uh, you know, the uh, fish and stuff, um, we've always fished. My family always fishes. So mm-hmm. as far as uh, uh, harvesting and preserving fish, I know that. Uh, gardening, 
Um, I learned a lot from my, my parents as far as gardening. Chickens, I had a background. I hated chickens since I was a kid because we always seemed like we butchered chickens when my dad was at work. I don't know how that worked out, but <laughs> me and my brother, we'd have to go in and, you know, get the chickens. And, and my older brother would, would, back in the day where they just put the head, they have more, uh, what do you call it? Humane. Humane ways of dispatching uh, chicken, but, we, you know, the, the stump with the two nails and put the head in there and then watch the chicken fly around, which was not good. Because you don't, that animal stressed while it's flying around, and that's going to oh. make for a worse product. But who who knew back then? Right. They have cones now that you put chicken's head in, you twist the head, and it's a it's a much more humane way. I think but, I think honestly, the most humane way would probably be to just smash the head. Yeah, you know, because there's there's probably a little life left in that head. <laughs> well, people do bludgeon fish. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Of, yeah. So. I don't know if this is more humane or th- this seems wild to me. Like, I didn't know this was uh, that people did it this way, but they'd have um, like metal trailers full of chicken and they just hook up a battery to the trailer, the metal trailer, and electrocute them all. Oh. Kinda, I, I've heard of that being kinda, done. Kind of cook them way around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I mean, that's a, that, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I used to used to frog hunt a lot. Um, probably need to now. It's been so many years. That they, I don't know. With uh, hawks being protected the way they are, it's really kind of killed the frog population, at least the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the way you dispatch a, a frog after catching it, because because we didn't gig or use or twenty twos or anything like that, so you flip you them just hand caught. Yeah, just hand caught. Yeah, that's that's the only way to do it. Yeah, the first frog I ever caught was on top of a big pile of cow shit, <laughs> and I smashed that frog all the way down into it. <laughs> but uh, did it grow? I'm no, call, I'm calling you stinky thumbs yeah. from now on. Yeah. You're now known as yeah. stinky thumbs. But you, you flip the you flip the frog over on it on its back and kind of kind of hook the legs in between your fingers, and then you you know on a brick or concrete or whatever, and you just whack, you know, mm. crush the skull. Oh. And and kill it, and I think it's fast. That, yeah, it's fast, and I think that that that's pretty humane. Um, a couple of couple of guys I used to go with, uh, of course, this is when we were teenagers, and you know, teenage boys are <laughs> teenager boys are teenage boys. Mm. <laughs> this one guy used to like to grab one leg in they're each like, hand. They're like bucks in a rut. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Tongue flies out. Yeah. Pretty wild, yeah. But then, then some of the older guys, you know, because back then everybody, you know, all the older guys that were driving around were the ones, you know, up front drinking the whole night. And <laughs> there's one guy, he'd, he'd do it like I did it, you know, but it'd be like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's not very humane. <laughs> no, <laughs> they kill the day of frog. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But you know we are in Kansas, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, and it's hard to tell what what animals feel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Like you know, studies show fish have fish have some feelings, but you know, a lot of people 
A lot of people don't do anything with fish. They just flay them fish. and throw them in the trash. Uh, my wife yeah. made me bludgeon the catfish last time we went fishing. She yes. She said, I started to <laughs> cut into it. She goes, what are you doing? Uh, I said, flaying the fish. Get a hammer. Uh, <laughs> Seriously? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, That's great. <laughs> you, you know what? what you I, should probably, you should drown it. Drown it. <laughs> uh, uh, That's yeah. what you do when you leave it out. <laughs> What, what I like to do with big fish is uh, just like hang them on a clothesline or on a tree and just get a hacksaw and cut the end of the tail off and they bleed out. And supposedly that's very humane because they, okay. they don't feel it. They just bleed out. Wow. All right. That's good mm-hmm. to know. I well, honest, know that. you know, honestly. <laughs> now, little fish. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> crappie or, or, or uh, bluegill or bass. Yeah. or Let's get it done. Let's just get it done. You know, I nah. mean, if, if, nah. if you base it off their reaction, they they don't react that much when you cut no. into them. So, I, they, I really they, don't think they feel it. No. Yeah. They might get a little pissed and hop and, you know, like, you know, damn it. And then you. Keep going, keep but, going, but you know, know, most of that might be I can't breathe. You know, <laughs> well that right. could be, yeah, yeah. I ask them, but they don't tell me. Don't. <laughs> uh, <go ahead. laughs> oh, goodness. I was thinking that too. I wasn't, no, I wasn't going there. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know how many people actually listen to or watch this thing, but like, I'm just waiting for a vegan or something to come come across this episode and just give a shit. I, I, no, I you know what I'll take him frog hunting. I'll take him frog hunting. That'd be fun. Yeah. I need to do that again. Well, you know, they just eat vegetables, right? Right. But there's no probably, animal products. Yeah. Soy. But there's probably a lot of animal fertilizer on those. Oh no, that I, plants, I, you know, so how well, many yeah. shit don't count? <laughs> shit don't count. <laughs> how, how much like spring? Uh, you got all these G, all these GMO um, crops that are resistant to. Uh, I Round forget up. the tech. Roundup. I can't remember the. T- uh, yeah. Glyphosate. Is that right? Glyphosate. Glyphosate. Yeah. Um, and how many animals are killed by spraying all that land with that stuff? How many rodents? How many insects? How, water, how many lives are water lost? sources are messed up? Right. Things like that. Yeah. I, I I think there's a real big argument to be made that way more animals die. Oh yeah. For, from that. For for than, and for their for the products that that that, that vegans eat right right yes, i i know where you're going yes. yeah yeah you know so, uh, yeah the, the, eth- I mean, the ethical argument for veganism almost seems moot to me yeah just what i'm getting at right well even even with uh even with frogs you know i'll do it i don't i don't like killing anything i don't i just don't you know mm. i do it there's, right, right. there's, but I mean, at the at the end of the day, there's a natural order just, to just, things. Just drink another beer, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get over it. Uh, it's not going to haunt my dreams, but you know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a natural order to things, and you know, meat has been on the our diet. I don't, I don't see where leaving meat behind is is evolution of our species. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, if if anything, all that's going to cause is an overabundance of of animals. Sure. Like we need to hunt deer. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. A, a lot it's, of it's I mean, just about controlling the population. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The the thing with deer um, need to control our population. <laughs> can we can we hunt some people? 
Yeah, that, um, I think that's called birth control, but I, I'm not I, sure. I, but, but the, Matt the, said it. The, I didn't. We're getting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube's going to censor this. We're, you, you, we're you've, been watching, we're you've been watching Hannibal on Netflix way too much. I didn't say I wanted to eat him. The thought police are going to hear these key words. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, the thing with deer is uh, that's what, uh, uh, you know, uh, people that don't like hunting and whatnot will be against uh deer hunting but actually hunters are good for deer because um they help control the population as far as you know um there's so many accidents with deer uh, car accidents with deer and and the thing that they don't realize if deer numbers aren't controlled there's an overpopulation of deer and deer during the winter or so stressed there's been you know if it's a hard winter or there's lots of snow or you know there's there's not, not enough to eat just say it not not enough to eat those mm-hmm. deer are going to die and they're going to die a horrible death mm-hmm. a way horrible. more horrible death than if they were than, just shot than a quick clean yes. kill which uh which also sustains humans i mean it's really not even a comparison yeah in addition uh, i will add that deer hunters do more for conservation as far as oh absolutely yes because well because of you know the all the people talk about the licenses and all the you know the tags that they got to buy all that money goes into absolutely helping maintain the our our natural that is an excellent point well and and think think about people that uh, field dress a deer all all that waste doesn't get wasted Right. There's yeah. going to be birds. There's, and birds, raccoons, turtles, sure. all of them eat the, the, ecos- the remains. The yeah. ecosystem lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all- I, th- I think the, the biggest problem we have with animals right now is factory farming. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, too many. So one, one of the major um, horrible things about our society right now, in my opinion, yeah. one of the major things that has to change. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sist- oh, like think, system- think of the waste. Systemically, yeah. Think of the waste. I mean, runoff waste. Yeah. Well, and not just that. I guarantee you, not all, not all of that processed meat gets bought, gets consumed. I mean, and you know, I want to. I want to clarify. I want to clarify something I said earlier, in case anyone's going to be like, you know, geek out on me about it. I don't have a problem with GMO foods. What I have a problem with is that GMO foods then allow you to use pesticides and herbicides Mm -hmm. that are dangerous to other animals and to humans. It's like the fact that like corn is GMO is like, you know, the first corn was like one kernel. Right. And we selectively bred them like that. You could argue that's GMO. Right. But so I'm not saying that the fact that something is GMO in and of itself is harmful to humans because science nerds will freak out about this well, that's part of the struggle right you know, yeah it's like i want to be precise with my words is what yeah, i'm saying is yeah. that it allows you to do things that are harmful to humans yeah. and harmful to the ecosystem well, it's, I've, it's, I've had a lot of friends also when they they talk about being pro gmo they talk about you know um you know feeding people that providing enough food to feed folks so you know there's enough to go around mm-hmm. but if more people took the time to you know try to you know develop their own food and if they right. have the resources but i mean um, somebody in new york i mean i couldn't see somebody in new york city having 
I, mean, I don't know. A, a really but. good um, person, uh, in my opinion, to listen to on these sorts of topics is Joel Salatin, um, who uh, runs Polyface Farms in Virginia. Um, he's very uh, he's at the forefront of educating people on um, sustainable farming, and uh, uh, he has it down basically to a science where he can prove to you that it takes no more land to do to do this on a community by community basis that the guy that's been on rogan a couple of times um yeah i think he has been on i yeah. I, I didn't know him from there but yes i did realize older, that he was, older guy he's an older guy yeah. yeah um uh uh he's a quirky guy like yeah. i don't necessarily like his delivery a lot of times <laughs> but his information is just spot on like he's right. he, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife is a big fan of his, but uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. And there's, um, there's others like, uh, Curtis stone. We watched some of his stuff where he, um, he, what just a small, small market, um, where he's got quarter of acre makes, uh, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars just growing greens. He has certain greens that he grows and markets to grocery stores and um restaurants and and whatnot and i mean he's got a certain rotation but mm -hmm. but so that's just telling you um this guy makes a living on a quarter of an acre all of us can can become a little more self-sufficient even if we live in town and we just have a yard or backyard, right? We can do our part to become yeah. a little more self-sufficient, right? Yeah, and and you know, uh, happy times with Karen. Are you know we have a lot of meals. We sit down to eat, and she just said the other night. She said, you know, we all this we've grown or we've harvested. We didn't have to buy any of this from a grocery store. We sit down, and the, not only does it taste better, yeah, it gives us, you know. It's the gratification. Yeah. 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 There's a satisfaction Absolutely. that comes with that. Plus. For plus, sure. Plus. That that can't, you can't put like a monetary amount on that either. It's plus, like. Plus the, like you, you buying all your stuff, you know, that stuff is so much more healthy. Right. And better for you. You know, you got so many people that are having problems with uh, processed food, cause so many problems, hormones, you know, uh, no, nobody even knows what just it's doing look 70 percent of people are um considered overweight in america um like and this whole coronavirus thing no one is talking about what you can do to make yourself more uh, healthy like what 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 we should be eating what we should be doing you know to keep ourselves immune system high um like this plays a big part you know mm -hmm. fuel your body with healthy foods yeah. that are going to sustain it that are going to boost your immune system yeah i would so, rather argue about not wearing a mask yeah i know yeah. right man up mask up. But I, i'm gonna i'm gonna preach about that i want to preach about that <laughs> as i drink my beer <laughs> <laughs> my, with my belly hanging out but yeah. mm -hmm. so healthy mm -hmm. yeah. uh, this is gluten-free uh no no, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I am skeptical sometimes of the stuff that's put into our food and things like that. But I mean, rightfully so, I think, I think we should be skeptical of, of, yeah, of yeah. what we, you know, but then again, here I go being a hypocrite. So yeah, I'm just going right. to shut up now. So you know how what? do you guys take vacations? 
Like, if you got to take, you know, if you're maintaining the homestead, how do you take vacations? Dude, that's an I awesome see, I see that. Yeah, I see that look on their face like, what, what's a vacation? <laughs> yeah. Well, Friends. Yeah. Will come help us, you know. Yeah. And, so we have to depend on other people. And we don't take many We don't. Go no, but if we do want to go, I mean, we've gone a few times and we've had. Yeah. Greg's came out and helped us. The yeah. Guy that we work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll come out and do chores for us and stuff. But. Yeah, we don't take big vacations, and I don't know if that's a time issue or one income, a sacrificial issue with one income, choosing to homeschool uh, the kids. That decision was a bigger decision. Uh, And we're committed to live debt free too. Yeah, so that's amazing. Carrie made uh, especially especially now. Yeah, yeah, and Carrie made more money than I did. I mean, we used to. Uh, we we had a house in the burbs. Yeah. Anyway, we had yeah. a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, and you know, and a little yard. Uh, you know, we probably sprayed chemicals on, and it just, it just wasn't very gratifying. Exactly. Yeah. God spoke to Carrie. She homeschooled. Need to homeschool, and we you know, we just uh, changed. It's just kind of a sacrifice you make. Uh, you know, the guys at work make fun of me for eating out of plastic bags when I take my lunch to work. <laughs> or you just, you know, you, you don't have the money to go out to eat every well, day. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, uh-huh. I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, it's you're you're living a meaningful life. You're, uh, you know, um, teaching all these valuable skills to your daughters. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think I mentioned it while we were recording, but I think I said it before we were recording that, or maybe I did, I don't know. Um, that that with freedom comes responsibility, yeah. and so you know you need to make those sacrifices to yeah. live the meaningful life that you want to live. And uh, hopefully, when we know. get old, we'll have you know one of our daughters will take care of us and you know, <laughs> not say no. Uh, we're, we're sticking your ass in a nursing home because you know our childhood was terrible. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't see that. that I can't see that happening. I can't see it uh, happening. I, I take leftovers all the time too, and once in a while I'll splurge and I'll have some fast food or something, and I just I feel like crap afterwards. Uh-huh. So um, oh, it does. Yeah, yeah I just I, I mean know. we could talk about that. Uh, I mean, um, just uh, I've noticed difference uh, drinking since Carrie milks. We've got milk two milk goats. Mm-hmm. How long have you been milking? A few months, not too long. A few months. How much milk we get a day? No, oh, six quarts. No, six. Yeah, or three. Six. Six quarts, okay. Um, and, you know, um, just drinking goat milk versus uh, homogenized cow milk. Mm-hmm. Something about it, I was just bloated all the time. And drinking her goat, the, the goat milk, I mean, she doesn't make it, but she milks them. But, right. Huh? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I don't have that problem. It's, and I think it's more, you know, just natural. Well, you've talked yeah. me into it. All right, Marcy. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get a goat. All right. She's going <laughs> to she's gonna have some. You, you it's got, good to start small, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. but yeah. you got yeah. you yeah. to start with the baby goat because <laughs> the baby goats are freaking adorable. Well, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Nigerian? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know my there's goats. The, I just know the little goats, goats that are freaking yeah. cute. You know? yeah, yeah. As we're getting our, bar, our the, the pad ready for our barn, my neighbor came over with his Kubota. And he started flattening some stuff out for us, and we got done. He got done. We started talking, and he goes, "You got to get coats. You got to get coats." He goes, mm-hmm. "If anything, they're just fun to watch. Yeah. You got to get coats." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, What's less like, to mow? 
Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, uh, you get enough of them. Yeah, you have to get a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need them. You need to get some mountain goats. Have you seen the mountain goats? Those things are crazy, <laughs> man. They're like on a wall that's like that, and they're just like. Yeah, maybe, yeah maybe, just maybe, hanging out. Maybe you can hire some hunts out and make some money. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, retire. Well, unfortunately, so you know, like I said, we have like almost five acres. We're in city limits, mm. so I can't even I can't even go out and target shoot. So, mm. but anyway, yeah, you know. they can hunt with a bow. Ooh, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Just when you get the goats, just name them one, two, three. <laughs> she give them a real name. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, my, my kids will kill me. <laughs> yeah, Toby, yeah. Toby'd be des- devastated. He's—they're not going to like it when I say what we're going to do with the chickens <laughs> yeah. when the time comes. Yeah. Give him a big buck knife and let him go. Yeah, you know, well, he did get poked in the eye. You might want a little bit of revenge. revenge yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, just get a rooster and. Uh, yeah, and that'll you know, be. They're a little like, aggressive. Then you'll be like, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and see. We intentionally did, we purposely did not get a rooster <laughs> because yeah. they're little, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C- Carrie does all, <laughs> she milks the goats twice a day and uh, you've made yogurt out of it and how many different kinds That's, of cheese? Yeah, maybe three what? or four kinds of cheeses. Oh, I wow. I bet so, that's great. Uh, where'd you get that? those yeah. recipes? Oh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let me easy. think. Like, like yogurt. Oh, wow. I, the, I need to know this stuff. Awesome. I, I need, I, I need to it, learn this. Stone make, Ridge Farm, right, is where we ordered yeah. the stuff. You made the yogurt in the um, Instapot. Instapot. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It wow. was really good. Really mm-hmm. good. I love yogurt. Yeah. And then the difference between goat milk and cow's milk is, well, I mean, there's lots of differences probably, but goat's milk doesn't separate like cow's milk. So if you have cow's milk... Um, no. The cream Wait, doesn't come the cream, off the top. I'll say the cream on the top, though. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you put your coffee Even in, if oh, you man. shake it in the morning, you, you use it, and then the next day you go get it, the, the way or cream will be cream. at the top, yeah. milk at the bottom, you shake it up. But goat's milk doesn't separate, doesn't separate like that. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. It's good. I mean, we, we got cow's milk from a friend of ours yeah. for a long time. But it's nice in the morning, you know, when you go get your coffee, you don't have to. Shake the milk up. You can just pour the mm-hmm. goat milk in your coffee. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, tell them about our chickens, our incubation. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. So the chickens slow down, mm-hmm. and so um, we—that's a learning process too, because we let one of our hens that was broody sit on a clutch, and they only did one chick out of 16 eggs so that was kind of discouraging so we got an incubator which and we, I, which i which i've heard is normal for first time broody hen you might get you know one hatch if she's sitting on 12 eggs but yeah no, but anyway but in the incubator anyway we put 40 eggs and we got 25 i think four, between sunday put, and monday of this week mm, so four, that was great four dozen in yeah incubator that we got from a friend which we just put up on a on a card table in our living room. Yeah. And let so, it go. So do you, do you have a rooster? Did you bring we a rooster in? We do have a rooster. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we do. We, we, yeah. our, our normal flock is uh, 24 hands. Um, got Rhode Island Reds, Bard Rock, and some Buff Orphingtons. And our rooster is a Buff Orphington. Yeah. Nice. And, this one's nice as can oh, be. Oh, man. Just a gentle, yeah. gentle giant. Nice yeah. as rooster. We had another one that wasn't. Yeah. yeah 24 hands and a rooster. You think you need to put like a little pimp hat with a feather? Uh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that, that dude gets laid more than you and I do. 
<laughs> than we do in a year. Okay. So, okay. Okay, but ain't having it tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, but but we got forty eight eggs. Uh, eggs have to be fertilized by the rooster. So you know you put forty eight eggs in the incubator. That rooster hasn't fertilized all those eggs. So you're not going to get. You'll never get forty eight forty eight chicks out of that. Right. Because he, right. he, you know, he's just busy. He doesn't have time. But some of those hens don't want to be. Uh, but want, anyway, they are, they, they, no they are they are adorable. <laughs> okay, they are adorable. Yes, they are. You, you got uh, some feminist hens right. that don't need no man. Uh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got, yeah get that man away. Yeah, you didn't, know, you didn't know you were signing up for, did you? No. no. <laughs> well, we're being pretty well behaved. Yeah, we're being uh, very well behaved. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we thought that was pretty good. Twenty-five. No, that's great. Out of, out yeah, of, out of forty-eight. So, and, and you know, uh, who knows? Time will tell how many of those are roosters have yeah. our hands. We won't want the roosters. We'll probably, you know, raise the roosters and eat them early. Yeah. Hands um, we'll we'll keep to replace. Uh, the hens we have now. Yeah. Our hens now are how old? A couple years. A couple years. So they're really long. slowing down. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, they're kind of slowing down. Yeah. After four years, you know, they're three, four years, they're really slowed down. So. And how long does it take for a hen to start producing eggs? Um, like Daryl's will. He's got them. I'm thinking four months, but I can't no. remember. Cause oh, okay. So it's like that quick, one, five then, months? Huh? No, we got, I think we got. The first ones we bought from a farm store, and we got them in March, and I think they started laying eggs in... Uh, I was thinking it was August. No, I don't think so. I think it was like uh, October, November. I don't know. October, November. So it, it takes a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But those so, eggs, those are pretty good eating, those eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. You can tell the yolk is really dark and... A lot different than yeah. a... Yes. Than a commercial. Dude, I, I, I could probably go full carnivore diet. I probably could. Like, especially breakfast food is like my favorite. I love eggs. I love so- sausage. This is what I was going to say earlier. You could probably make fun of me. Like, I love sausage. I, <laughs> I said, okay. I love sausage. <laughs> no, it's like probably my favorite food, dude. I love breakfast sausage. I go, love it. Go ahead, Matt. You take care of that one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably just like cut that out and just like play it randomly. I love sausage. I love sausage. I'm a sausage gobbler. Uh, oh, see, you just ran into a soundbite right there. I'm just, I'm asking for it, but, um, yeah, I, I love, I love the eggs. Uh, way better than store bought. Oh yeah. Yeah, not not even better. comparable. Well, I, I I tell you what, right here, right now, at least until his start producing eggs. Um, whenever you pick up eggs, if you want to add an extra dozen, mm-hmm. man, I I will pay for them, I, I, because I've gotten to where I'm eating two hard boiled eggs a day, and then we still we still do uh, we do some uh, they're like uh, sausage or yeah they're like breakfast sausage rolls, but they're made with coconut flour and cheese and sausage and eggs. Hmm. um it's a keto thing yeah um but yeah eggs are are high on my list right now so i'd be thrilled to to buy some so, okay yeah if whenever he picks some up i try know. i tried to sneak zach in 
front of other people but it doesn't always work no i i i did not ask him to do that carrie i did not no. i i i told him i don't I'm don't ever name, don't ever try you know, to jump me in line or anything I was well, like, yeah. zach really needs some eggs he does i don't think he has anything else in his refrigerator do you, yeah. do you think we could help him out with <laughs> We uh, we we like used to work. He's so he's so far below me in seniority at work that he yeah. probably doesn't even yeah. make any he, money. He hardly has any energy yeah. to case any money whatsoever. Right? <laughs> yeah. We we used to get our my mom used to get eggs from uh, from a friend. And anyway, he I don't know his chickens dried up or what, um, but she hadn't been getting them anymore. So I've been mm. but I've been relegated to buying store bought. So I'd be more yeah. than, more than thrilled to buy fresh eggs again. Yeah. Oh. So, like right. I said, until you start producing, I'll buy some <laughs> from him. But when you start getting overflow, I'll buy from you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Darren, you came in here with some things that you wanted to share with us. Is there anything that you um that that you had well that that we haven't touched upon yet? What's the other? Uh, I guess the only other animals we have are what feeder steers. Yep. We got some steers that we got we're feeding out. Which really which will uh the guy that has the that we butcher with, Greg, that mm-hmm. we work with, he'll take them when we decide. I think the end of August. And yeah, in September. And uh he'll start feeding them uh feed them out and we'll probably butcher November, December. Yeah. Right on. So, you know, we got the we don't have any other critters. Just goats, the chickens, steers, two dogs, two cats. Yeah. What kind of dogs you got? I'm a dog guy. Um, got this this uh, mutt uh, that we got from Abel. She actually wandered into what was the place? I don't know, a store downtown. Yeah, hmm. uh, Pennzoil. Yeah, I think Pennzoil so. place. Yeah. She had pups. She had big old tits. Had pups, but. I don't know if somebody dumped her or what. So we got her. She's timid as can be. And we actually, we got her and brought her home. And we had gotten two kittens from somebody. And she started nursing, nursing those two kittens. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Which was, which I guess is not too uncommon. We kind of, we looked it up a little bit. But quite interesting. Of course. I bet, I bet that helps her bond with the kittens. It, it, you know? it did temporarily. For a little bit. Yeah. For a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> then they got annoying. As the kittens grew, she got to playing with them and, you know, throw them up in the air and stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, poor kitties. I've seen my dogs just, do that with the squirrel. Just, 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 oh, it's you know, fun. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out too well. Uh, in the See, end. Matt's the dog guy. I'm the cat guy. I've got, uh, he's got like a uh, billion dogs. I've got I've got four cats at home and then more running around outside. So Yeah. Uh, I, I, would I say, have two dogs and two cats. All right. They're not the same as us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I guess the uh, uh, other thing we talked about is uh, uh, kind of how we landscape yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we bought that place, uh, um, everybody would tell me, uh, when you buy a place, we're we're getting older in our upper 40s. So uh, trees, get your trees in. Plant your mm-hmm. trees. Um, what we did, we did a food forest uh food forest kind of like a um an orchard not really an orchard a food forest is they call it a forest because it's like a forest that we'd see if we went and actually saw a forest you know 
Uh, you got your tall trees. You got your uh, canopy underneath. You got your lower shrubs. You got your your plants, and then you got uh, stuff that's uh, growing at ground level. You have your stuff that's growing under the ground. Uh, food forest just takes care of itself. So, okay. So we planted uh, food forest. With, uh, so you're not. So just so I'm getting this straight, so I can okay. vi- envision this. You're not just planting like rows of one kind of thing. You're. Yeah. It's it's kind of interspersed and mixed together. Absolutely. So Okay. Right. Yeah. You're talking monoculture, like your, right. Your yard is monoculture. Monocultures really don't have too great of a benefit unless you're a commercial farmer and you got you know you got a fill full of corn or fill full of right. Beans. And it's not something you're going to see in nature necessarily right. No, no right no. right yeah so we did fruit trees we did fruit trees and we we did the the we started with the back to eden method if you get online you look up back to eden method uh like in G- genesis back to eden is where things are all natural and what we did and what he does the guy that was did the back to genesis he puts cardboard down uh for whatever food forest area you have, and then you layer it with mulch, um, six to eight inches of mulch, and then you plant your stuff inside that area. So we did uh, we did fruit trees kind of as upper canopy. We came down to shrubs. We have blackberries, raspberries. Gooseberries, uh, elderberries, gooseberries, you name it. elderberries, mm-hmm. and then down to the herbaceous, we did comfrey, which is like a whole another podcast talking about comfrey um you can feed two chickens yeah good protein our, source you can dry out we have a chicken. mulberry tree and our chicken loves mm, it i'm sure oh yeah. yeah 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 so and then you have you know like your garlic yeah, underneath that, that that would be your 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 yeah. underground level and then you have um you we do kind of a ground cover um we we have strawberries. I mean, you could do several different things, and then you want to do vines. There's seven layers, and vine is one of the layers. You know, okay. we did. Well, I don't know what we have. Thyme, sage, like all kinds of. We have all, herbs. And, yeah, yeah all that kind of, of thing. Yeah. yeah, we have asparagus in it. Uh, blackberries, raspberries. We have. Um, we lemon have, balm. Lemon balm. We have almond tree. Yeah. Uh, apple trees. Anything that you like, you could put in there. Really, Pastries. Sounds yeah, fantastic. just whatever you yeah. want. But it, yeah, that's the, amazing. The system is uh, food forest is the idea is to um, make it as natural as possible, where it just takes care of itself. So everything benefits other things. Your tall canopies would be uh, nitrogen trees, like locust trees that drop their pods and supplies nitrogens. You have the the lower canopy of fruit trees that don't need all as much uh, direct sun, and then you got stuff underneath that, and everything just uh, works together. That's amazing. You know, it just works together like like nature, like God designed it, not like uh, uh, man screws up stuff. You know, like uh, and, and part of what we try is you know more conservation, you know, land conservation, just trying to get everything back to nature back to the way it was get the soil back uh, um, plants back animal life back mm-hmm. we're in a program now with our back acreage where it's through the state of kansas it's called uh first habitat um where uh you can apply they they'll help you 
what we're going to try to do is put it back to pollinators. We have poor soil rock underneath our soil, just a couple inches where we can't go back with native grasses or anything like that. So we want to go back with a, a pollinator. So the state will help us. They'll help pay for, uh, and I hate to use it, but, um, this has been ate down by the goats and ponies and where it's just poor land. So Mm -hmm. what you have to the thing does you have to, this is a time where you have to use uh, roundup. You go in and you kill everything off. Yeah. You, you get, you take the, a soil sample and you put whatever fertilizer needs to go back. Ours is low in phosphorus. So we've spread phosphorus and then we'll go back and kill it one more time, get everything down. Then we'll come back and, the state will will help us pay for the uh, roundup, and the state will help us pay back to go with a pollinator seed mix to bring it back to natives, all native pollinators, yes. and that will eventually, uh, hopefully, take over. We'll we'll plug it with some uh, uh, milkweeds mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, and it'll just get it back to nature, and then it'll just take care of itself. You know, sometimes. There's few times when, you know, uh, roundups needed. Uh, this is one where sure. you have such a, um, uh, man, it, it's man, gone. man has abused by their right. management practices. So you have to go back, kill everything out and kind of start over. Yeah. But, but this, is that something that, uh, that, that burning wouldn't solve? Burning would help kill. Yes. And, and, and with this, with this, uh, uh, how we're going to do this, we'll eventually burn, uh, like every two or three years, at, not at the same time as regular farmers burn because, uh, we're trying to kill off different things, but, um, it, it's still, we, st- we just want a clean slate. Burning won't, you know, totally clean the slate. So, okay. That's, that's anything why. under the soil would still kind of be there. Is that the thing? Uh, well, we just want to get... I don't know how it works. I'm, yeah, ignorant, yeah, I'm ignorant yeah. on it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not exactly, you know, uh, we have a, we're working with a biologist. Okay. Out, out, out of, uh, I think, Fall, Fall River is where she's out of, but yeah, she kind of has it all figured up for us. Right on. Bur- burning would help control yeah. weeds, but, you know, it's just that I think we just want to get a total kill. Uh, and they build on top of and right. and then Total from kill. from that yeah burning because would replenish whatever, yeah, yeah. you right and whatever burning you know burning does eliminate some weeds but we just want i think she, her idea is just you know just a totally clean like slate. clean slate yeah. so so the, when those we will uh plant in in winter time and when those uh pollinator uh plants start coming up they'll they'll have like whole less lot competition from from weeds and whatnot yeah you know yeah bringing up the the word pollinator have you guys considered bees yeah i was thinking the same yeah Yeah. oh we've been asked by several people we actually have a good friend who is uh uh he they homeschool carries good friends with his wife um uh he's in charge of the beekeepers association here in town and he's asked us and we've had uh carries out and uncles and uh with bees but we haven't done it um it's kind of one of those things like how much is too much maybe later yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. later we have a lot of maybe laters don't we yeah yeah it's it's that's the thing with uh homesteading you you start one thing uh, and 
then you want to do another thing, and then you want to do another thing. It's just like yeah. uh, uh, we sampled, you know, making our own wine. Oh, nice. And, and stuff like that. I so, did that, too, in high school. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. what, what was that called? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I it was a, a lot of sugar, and it was fermented. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, prison, that, uh, prison wine. Yeah, prison wine. Uh-huh. Yeah, at least it wasn't mixed in a toilet bag. <laughs> yeah, just a just a black maybe possibly recycled bag that you used yeah. found it wasn't pretty, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing how much gas fermentation puts off uh-huh. it is yeah. no I've, I've been real interested in bees i don't you know i don't i'm i'm in town i have a lot and a half but you know i don't you know but bees i think would be interesting i've i've there there's a family in Coffeeville that that has bees and they they started raising bees because uh their grandson or granddaughter I can't one of the grandchildren really really bad allergies and so they they produce the local honey and and I swear by it really and, yeah and I swear by it that, see I've got bad allergies the honey is amazing that's what I want to start doing the mm-hmm. the guy that that we're friends with he actually he sells honey at the farmers market here in town but he's in charge of it and we'll be happy to get oh, all right is that the guy yeah, you're talking great. about yeah yeah all right yeah, yeah crystal uh, talked to him last saturday yeah and uh everything that they post on facebook she reposts she and yeah. and he actually was kind enough this i mean this speaks to what the character of this guy he's like said we've noticed how much you're trying to promote our product and and everything and gave her a, a, a just gave her a small little thing of honey. Oh, I thought that great. was I thought that was really really cool. Yeah. I was like, wow. well, and you, man, you can use honey for anything that you use sugar for. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll put honey in oatmeal. I'll put honey in in you know unsweetened cereal because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a sugar kid. You know, so yeah, you know, I like sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, peanut butter and honey. You know, it's just you know, and Carrie I, Carrie does some with herbs and and what I was getting to. Or landscape, we kind of did where it's uh, edible landscape, even right around the house. Even though we have uh, the food forest where we have um, uh, borage, uh, comb flowers, uh, stuff that's medicinal or, or herbs that you can use. What else do we have? Um, calendula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and she she does uh, um, elderberry syrup. That's which is supposed to be oh, really, yeah. really good. We do that yeah. every morning. We take a spoonful of, of elderberry yeah. syrup. Yeah. We, we get, I've never had the syrup. Yourself. Yeah, we can. You make that yeah. yourself. Carrie we makes should. it. It's yeah. awesome, and she makes it with awesome. honey. I've had jelly. I've had elderberry jerry, jerry, jelly. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> grandma. Really my grandma. I'm ahead of everybody, so <laughs> it's no, really, really high in vitamin shit. C. It's really good uh, for your immune system. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And your father smells like it. <laughs> oh <laughs> go away or i will taunt you a second time <laughs> sorry it's going to go into a movie reference at some point yeah, yeah. matt's the king yeah. of movie references <laughs> yeah we haven't even touched upon that but yeah yeah well, yeah my grandma louie she made the best elderberry jelly yeah. i remember when i was a kid yeah. yeah but she makes uh elderberry syrup that we take and the kids take and just to you know, boost your immune system. Yeah, we yeah, we cold. do it too. That's, we that's awesome. Cold, cold or flu? I mean, yeah, I think, or COVID. I think it really helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, we might have COVID. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we, we we don't wear masks, so possibly. Uh, uh, 
Here we well, are. I, I, I am, <laughs> you know, uh, Brooke's a nurse, so I go on her advice, and I do wear masks um, to the different places I go because I work on copiers, so I cover the region. Um, so who knows what I'm going into, right? So I'll, I'll wear a mask. Um, oh, you're so heavy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a point, but then I got fat. Sorry. <laughs> you you go around the region. And, yeah, yeah. Does it, so, um, does it have wheels? Or are they stuck? Are the wheels stuck? Yeah, that's the story. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> the brakes are on. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's my first and last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will wait for you no more. Yeah. But I don't know that. Uh, I think it helps. It's like anything else. If you blow through a mask, all the air you're blowing is not going to go through that mask. Same as as coming in. So it's going to filter it some. It may not do it. Right. That's what I. That's what I always say. Hey, yeah. if I go in and I sneeze on your face, yeah. If you don't, if you're not wearing a mask, it's going to. Be <laughs> you're going to get it all. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, no, it's going to be gross. Anyway, yeah. You get where I'm. You get where I'm going with this. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know. I think to each their own. I mean, it's it, at the end of the day, it's going to shake itself out. So yeah, yeah. I'm let's people, hope sooner than people, later. Yeah, I'm tired of the people. The craziness. People are divided. I mean, it's one well, way or the other. It's I, almost like uh, it's the stupidest we, shit. Civil war potential. You know, I haven't you know? I haven't condemned a single person for not wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, I I, I work at a at, at where there's a lot of people, so you know, I wear my mask. And but I mean I'm not going to be mad if somebody steps yeah. up next to me at a grocery store. I will be a little bit mad if you encroach on my personal space. I'm like, hey, yeah. get off me. Uh, I mean I don't have any right. problem with six foot distance because yeah. I don't like people in my space. Right. Well, I'll quit trying to touch your butt at work. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I mean, Fine. Al like, gets a little close to me at work. But... Out of every place, uh-huh. <laughs> the one place I would wholeheartedly recommend wearing a mask is Walmart. Probably. <laughs> if you got to go into Walmart, just wear a mask. Well, and you know, even just, before, to, just don't go into Walmart. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Even before yeah. all this Home COVID stuff. and then though, you won't have to, by God. When I go in there, and even before all the COVID stuff, I'm like, uh, these, this is disgusting. You know, like hundreds yeah. of people have probably touched this all yeah. day long. You know, I'm washing uh, my hands right afterwards. Right. You know, yeah. So I don't mean to be a germaphobe. I'm generally not a germaphobe. Touch, touching a cart at Walmart is like watching a stripper lick the pole. It's just, <laughs> no. Nasty. Uh, Shit ain't right. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, I had to get one in. Come on. I had to get one in. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, is there anything that you guys would like to add before we let you go on the topic of homesteading? Uh, I don't think so. What do you think? I just say, you know, just start with one thing. If you're interested, just start with one thing and, you know, get that thing down. And, it, you you know, it's just a domino effect. And there's a ton of resources out there uh, online or in books, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I got lots of books, but... Um, I really, I'm really not a big reader. Got a lot of books, just haven't read. Got a lot of books for Carrie, right? <laughs> I got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she Darren's a doer, not a reader. He's <laughs> a doer. Uh, hey, babe, what do I need to do? Uh, <laughs> I got this book for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually have given her a few books, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
I'm really, I, I just, I really love the idea of the food forest. That's something I did not know about at all. No, that's and awesome, and I didn't that, even get to set in on all of it. Well, oh, and well, um, it's a good thing it's recorded, and, right? And my wife generally yeah. just i don't think that she really even listens yeah. to everything that we do but i'll be like you gotta listen to this one and you need to wait till the end because there's something you're really gonna love so yeah, i talked about awesome. a stripper pole yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was it that's what i was talking about yeah you know and on that food forest even we have more room but even uh somebody that has a small lot there's a uh food guild and the food guild is just simple the concept is if you put a apple tree in your front yard instead of letting grass grow up to that apple tree why not put something edible or some some herbs around that tree just something that needs partial sunlight yeah yeah Yeah. not not full sun yeah it's yeah all the biodiversity where uh you know things working together like mm-hmm. like god intended and, and Synergy. Man, man has such an idea it's just like even if you live in a uh, community uh that has what do they call it the the laws where you can't build a fence or oh yeah yeah whatever that's called i can't remember yeah. what it's called. can you tell me we've been married yeah i know what you're yeah. talking about but i can't think of the word yeah Car- <laughs> yeah i have to ask her and she yeah. finishes my sentences but anyway <laughs> even if you have that where you can't put a garden in or something you can uh foodscaping foodscaping is where uh you put a plant in that's edible in your landscape and, yeah and people don't don't pay attention it's fire and it's a beautiful it's, plant nobody right. nobody a lot of people don't know what the plant is sure so you know you could put uh marijuana uh, uh, hey no i was just kidding hey <laughs> they legalize it here you know there's your food for us right there you know speaking of that and when we lived in the suburbs we had several marijuana plants growing in our yard birds deposited accidentally, accidentally. <laughs> we, we were not growing it in fact i took how exactly does that happen you know birds so just, do that yeah, yeah, birds I, do yeah. That. yeah. You know, they just sh- shit them out that little hole. And, uh, <laughs> there it goes, dude. It was the birds, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well that fly with the with the cops, but I've yeah, heard, I've heard that. I've heard of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, we lived in the country, and uh, we had a ditch. People had ditches back then where you'd put all your canned goods and your glass and all your crap. You know, yeah. you'd burn the paper and you put all this in a ditch. Well, we had. A uh, bunch of marijuana plants. I was just a little kid. And I remember my dad. Uh, he he knew what they were, and uh, he called the sheriff. Um, and next thing we knew, we were kids. We were probably in second grade, and we had police cars coming out. Uh, Channel Seven uh, band came out, and uh, they filmed it and put it on the nightly news. <laughs> oh my goodness! And they showed his house and his barn, and he was he wasn't very happy about it, but. Yeah. You know, birds have planted it in, in, in the ditch. I think, oh, I think what cracks me up is when they confiscate all of it and make a big pile of it and then light it on fire. <laughs> and then stand around and... Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm just thinking of the home, the home that, you know, that's, oh. that's downwind. is like, <laughs> whoa, yeah. honey, we need to get some Cheetos. <laughs> you can't homestead Cheetos, yeah. or can you? Well, I'm sure probably not. Probably not. I'm yeah. sure. I, get on YouTube. I bet there's a recipe. There's, well, that might be the next big thing. Maybe with <gasps> maybe with goat milk. Well, you think yeah. make some Cheetos with goat, goat milk, milk? Cheetos. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. I'm down. All right. Well, <laughs> Carrie, Darren, Daryl, really appreciate your time. 
Um, I, this has been really informative, and I just want to say that I really uh, we've been having a lot of musicians on lately. Probably just because we know a lot of musicians. Yeah, I mean, but, it, it, yeah. It's, it's the easiest well to draw from. Right, and that is super interesting, but this is a really nice change of pace. And I, Absolutely. I feel like I really learned a lot from, from all of you. So I just really appreciate you coming to talk with us today. We didn't um, learn anything from Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clarify that. He came here to learn himself. Oh, I just came to drink beer and listen to some cool stuff. All right. Well, that's all right. Then I go home and wife's going to add to my honey-do list. That's what what I do every time. Eventually, I'm getting eggs from this guy. Eventually, I'm going to get eggs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Tell him I'm gonna get eggs from this guy. Four months. Uh, come. I was thinking, like, okay. that's not a whole late, long time. Man. Late fall. Late right. fall. I would yeah. Say. Well, I think they're two months right now. Maybe, uh, maybe a little over two and maybe two and a half, three. Yeah. I don't know. Marcy pays more attention to it than I do. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe she should have came. I guess so. <laughs> so I, I'm sure when I told her we were gonna have some folks at Homestead, she was like, "Really?" You know. And then anyway, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she'll listen to it too. <laughs> and share with friends and if you're listening we'd really appreciate it if you'd uh subscribe to the podcast and if you're on youtube you can click that little bell icon icon to uh be notified of new episodes um you can find us on uh, spotify apple podcast google podcast really anywhere that you uh, get your podcasts so um we appreciate you listening watching us on youtube um go ahead and comment also why not don't Just take off yet. Like, we got to check our poker hands. Oh, shit. We That's almost so, so forgot. Should I, should I open another beer? I got, I got four. <laughs> How many you got? I got, I got four. I got five. Yeah. All right. I drink a lot. Let, all right. Let's, when I, let's when I podcast, beer. I drink a lot. So I'll, I'll throw out my low card. No, no, wait, wait. We're going to get another one. Oh, oh okay. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, he's going to get three more. What? <laughs> you only got three. Good thing I primed before we came. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, are you low? All right. Here, we got we got a stash. We got a stash of other he can, bottles. He can draw from. Doing this randomly. I have three. Go. Okay. PBR poker. PBR poker. I got a pair of sevens. Matt, uh, Matt, you're beating me like three to one. Is that right? Is that what we said? I think so. I think Something so. like that. Yeah. You have a pair of sevens? I got a pair of sevens. Matt, I just have a pair of fives. You beat me. Oof. I got a pair of threes. Oof. I got smoked. I got ace high. Daryl, first Darryl time. One. Dang. First time podcast, first time winner. All right. All right. Man, congratulations. <laughs> what do I win? Uh, a a hearty handshake (laughs) you can have another beer yeah all right well all right again appreciate your time thank you so much yeah thank you this this is informative and and fun and yeah and uh yeah i need to start my garden again not this year obviously but i picked oh uh, oh, quick question quick question before we go away fall gardening that's what i was getting ready to ask what do you do cold weather gardening wise cold yeah. weather crops kale lettuce carrots we, yeah. we actually had low tunnel last two years where you make a low tunnel and we have kale carrots spinach and it grows slower but we just made it with uh pvc 
mm-hmm. and plastic on top and is about 40 foot long it's called low tunnel and we'd harvest about every two weeks and we get you know uh, a dish pan full of greens that's awesome, that's all, awesome. All i winter. did i did broccoli one time yeah and i did it like my normal garden so when it's not cold broccoli just grows long mm-hmm. and wild mm-hmm. yep yep <laughs> it is not the tight <laughs> it, it was wow so our broccoli did not do well this year we've, we've had a few sprouts I, it, it, um granted it tasted just like broccoli and it was great but it was just like all over the place yeah yeah i've yeah. heard they i heard you got to like rubber band them or something <clears throat> is that right have you heard that Ooh. just do it in the cold colder weather yeah 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 we started early and we have you get on broccoli you get one main head that's pretty compact mm-hmm. you cut that and then you'll get little heads that you can harvest after that so, right and and once it once it gets you want to get it harvest it cut it down to, uh, closer to the base underneath it when it's tight you don't you don't want to spread out any or it's yeah yeah it's yeah. <laughs> uh, like what is this <laughs> this yeah. is broccoli <laughs> uh, it goes fast too. yeah, yeah it yeah. goes fast our yeah. zucchini our squash and our banana peppers have been doing great we finally got tomatoes to start yeah. like but um they're still pretty green so yeah this year's but, a hard year with uh may was well you know up and through may was so wet mm-hmm. and uh may was a cool month that's why yeah we planted a little mm-hmm. late yeah. So I think, yeah. well, again, my wife did it. So, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, you know, if it's cool out, it, it was better to plant late. Yeah. But, uh, and I think that's why, you know, most people have corn and tomatoes by 4th of July and it was pretty scarce at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. One, one, I think one person had tomatoes and one person had corn. Right. So, you know, pretty sparse. Yeah. Yeah, we originally were going to do some corn, but we ran out of room in our beds. I don't, I don't know. We we tried something new this year, and so I just helped. I just did what it, it did what it's told. So like, okay, <laughs> so, it puts the Phil. lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Get out there and put that soil in those garden beds. Yes, ma'am. All right. Anyway, oh, teamwork. Is yeah, part of the team. Yeah, yeah that's all right. That's right. right. Uh-huh. I'll be digging holes next week. <laughs> I got to get my barbed wire fence in. Yeah. All right. So we had our side tangent. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're out of here. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Peace. Bye.